Hi, I'm Guy. Hey, and I'm Jose. And welcome back to This Beats It All, discussions on the craft of screenwriting, presented by Save the Cat. Jose, how's it going? Hey, Guy, I'm doing very well. It's all sunny here again in summer of Los Angeles. I can't complain, right? You know, here right. in L.A., it's always, it's really summer. Hey, it could be worse. could be worse. <laughs> hey, a while back, you and I were just kind of talking, and uh, one of the things you brought up was the similarities between Die Hard and a more recent movie then, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. And so I went back and I watched them both back to back. And yes, the beats are very, very similar throughout. But I think, and it's just my opinion, there's something that Die Hard has that Olympus Has Fallen doesn't have as much of. And that's that's kind of the tension in the story. Oh, most definitely. I mean, a lot of this, you know, Die Hard is definitely, you know, it set the bar. and really It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic in every sense of the word. It changed how, you know, action movies were written, you know, how we looked at action heroes, kind of the comedic kind of way. How we looked at Bruce Willis. Yeah, exactly. So, and and there's a reason, you know, why Die Hard is such a classic. It's because of the tension that the story brings out. And it's funny because uh, there's this thing that I like to call, you know, VAT, which stands for Value Added Tension. And, you know, it's, it's something that Die Hard really had going, working for it very, very well. Which was the, the part wherein, you know, we know he's trying to save his wife, right? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly, because she was not kidnapped, but, you know, a hostage by, by Hans, you know, and, and all the, those European terrorists. Oh, great Alan Rickman. <laughs> Man, I love yeah, that. Exactly. But the nice thing about they did about that is that they hid the fact that Holly, you know, the Bonnie Bedelli character, was the wife of John McClane, Bruce Willis, you know, from Alan Rickman. So we have that sort of underlying tension going on throughout the entire movie until that very end when Hans makes a connection that Holly is John's wife. But, you know, it, it, what it does is, again, it's like I said, it just adds this other layer of tension because we already right. see John McClane fighting terrorists, you know, every other scene, trying to stop the bombing, shooting them, running through glass. So in each and every scene that's happening against a terrorist, so to speak, there's conflict, which is great, you know. Yeah. But that conflict kind of ends in those particular scenes. So again, having that tension, that underlying tension that kind of goes throughout the entire movie just makes it so much better for us to really literally be sitting at the edge of our seats and kind of, yeah. it's always like, it's not just, oh, is this the moment where he gets shot? But it's more of like, the bigger tension is, is this the moment that Hans finds out that Holly is John's wife because the moment he does, you know, it's game over for yeah. John. Well, I think that it's interesting too, because a lot of action films will have these set pieces, big fight, big shootout. And then there's this lull and you as an audience are like, okay, I can take a drink of my Coke. Now I can eat some popcorn. I won't miss anything because they're just going to talk a little bit. Not so much a diehard because those, those lulls are still filled with tension because you know, he's getting closer to finding out who Holly really is. Yeah, exactly. And you're right. I mean, exactly. But you know, those action movies, the big action movies, where there are a lot of big set pieces, but then we kind of forget in between those set pieces because you can't have a movie that's just all one big set piece after another. Oh, you come out you're a gonna, wreck. Yeah, you'll come out a wreck, exactly. But when you have those moments, those scenes that are kind of like more of like a low point or a slower point, really, how are you able to keep the tension going on? You know, so, so it's important to have, you know, to find some way to add some, like I said, that value-added tension going on in the background of that story. So it's keeping us, the audience, really engaged. And, you know, I thought they really could have done that as well with um, yeah, Olympus Has Fallen. It, it starts off with, when we first meet, uh, what's his name, Mike Bannon, you know, the character, the Secret Service guy. 
when he had to make a choice between saving the president or his wife and obviously he had to make the choice to save the president and wife gets killed in that crash and after that you know they were best buddies and now they're not best buddies anymore and so you know olympus has fallen they have this moment where i felt like they could have played it out again which is when well we find out that the white house is now attacked by the north korean terrorists the president is held hostage but his son is somewhere running around in the white house yeah, you got a great opportunity here because a kid is in danger. Exactly. And, you know, the bad guys know he's running around. They're looking for him. The thing is, we also know because the president is not going to give the nuclear codes unless his son is in danger. Right. So that's why they wanted him so much. We get introduced to that conflict. Oh, the son is out there. He's running around. And I think you know it happens somewhere in the middle of fun and games. Yeah. Where Mike starts, Mike, you know, uh, Jared Butler starts going looking for the son. But the thing with that was that, for me, I kind of just went, ah, really? You know, because about two scenes later, after he gets word you know, on the radio, said, you have to look for the sun. He's somewhere there running around. About two or three scenes later, he finds the sun, right? Which is great. Yeah. And we know bad guys are still going after him. But another two scenes after that, he gets him to that little hole where he can crawl out of the White House and run out into safety. And he's gone. Safe. No problem. And exactly. He's gone. He's safe. And that's, you know, now it's like, okay, so that, what could have been greater tension to play out now, really? Sort of just imagine if what if Mike was faced with that same choice again as he did in that opening where he had to save the present or his wife. If they played out that kid even more and the kid maybe even gets taken by the terrorist, now he has to choose between saving the kid and the president. You know, you repeat that dilemma he had. But again, it, it kind of now that the sun is out and safe, we kind of lost that opportunity to really up the tension in the story. And like you were just saying earlier, it's not just having one big set piece over another. And that's exactly what happened. We know we have the big fight when the terrorists first come in in the fun and game section. They're attacking the White House. Great big set piece. And then we go to the second part of that, which is now him blasting the rest of the White House trying yeah. to get to the president. And, you know, that was just about it. It was really all, again, kind of more of just a physical story going on. If they had taken the opportunity to kind of play more cat and mouse with the kid versus Gerard Butler's character versus the terrorist, I mean, you kind of got a three three way thing going here. Where, yeah, we have a he runs into some terrorists. There's a big fight, but at the same time, the kid's still hiding or crawling around here, and we're we could be biting our nails, worried about that kid. Instead, oh, yeah. he's safe. Yeah, exactly. And, and this thing is because we know that if you play that out and, and know that our hero will be facing that very same dilemma that kind of put him in the doghouse, so to yeah. speak. You know, uh, in the beginning, because he had to make a choice between saving the president or the president's wife. Yeah, it would have been a good good payoff there towards the Exactly, you know, exactly. And it would have been, for us knowing that, the audience, waiting for that moment to come if the son were taken by the, by, by the terrorists, then it builds us right away. It builds an inner tension right away. Like I said, you know, it's, it's added tension, that value added tension yeah. to the story for us as audience, even though we don't see it happening right in front of us. That anticipation just adds more drama to the story for us. So again, it's it. I felt like you know that's what could have been. That's for one thing that made you know Olympus has fallen very different from Die Hard, and why Die Hard was probably the classic because at every level, at every opportunity they could was to keep that tension going on and, and really made that made that movie what it was what was it was really meant to be, just really a great action movie. Yeah, yeah, really elevated the, the Die Hard a lot just with that, like you said, the value added tension. I think yeah. it's a perfect term. I'm gonna I'm gonna jot that down and have it next to my monitor to keep to remind me of that. There you go. So <laughs> <laughs> again, just put VAT. VAT. You know, there you what, go. VAT. VAT. 
value added tension and it's something you know for us as writers we definitely we want to keep looking for that you know how do we want to keep our story our audience had to engage in our story how do we want to up the stakes is that find opportunities for value added tension here that you can keep playing throughout your story again even though it's not in our face kind of tension but if you set it up properly we know it's happening in the background and it keeps our audiences engaged even more well, hey, we're out of time again. Let folks know uh, if you're listening to us on savethecat.com, uh, you can also find us on iTunes. You can download us to your iPod, iPad, or i whatever. Also there on Save the Cat, you can uh, leave some, uh, some of your thoughts on what we've talked about today as well as suggestions for upcoming podcasts. We're open to suggestions from you guys as well. And with that, uh, Jose, good talking to you again. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks again, Guy. Always a pleasure.